Hey, and welcome to uh, another week of the Rugby Report. Uh, with me this week is Blake. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, bit of a late podcast this week, but I, I'm, I'm well. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'm a bit, actually, I'm a bit down. I'm a bit down. Right? What's, because, what's the problem? Well, Jim's not here, man. He, he just, uh... I just, I just don't know whether he doesn't want to spend any time with us anymore or... Or is he that upset we didn't invite him to the Tars game on Saturday? It's the culture of the place. It's rotten, rotten to the core. Ah. We need Coleman in to sort this podcast out. Mate, DC, if you're listening, if you could give us a call to sort this out, that would be outstanding. Uh, but talk about the, the game on Saturday. I, look, I, I the result didn't go the, the Tars way on Saturday, but it was absolutely awesome to get out to a, a live rugby again. Missed it. And a great crowd there. Um, love the the proximity to the to the pitch. You know, you get so close to it. Uh, great warm-up game between uh, Barker and uh, Riverview as well. I uh, actually enjoyed that actually a bit more than the, the Super Rugby. I probably shouldn't say that, but um, great, great spectacle. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed going there. Yeah, we had a nice um, – the whole thing was was awesome, mate. Full-strength mm. beers, decent food, a really, really good crowd. Mm. Um, it's amazing how fun 15,000 can feel in the right stadium. Uh, I've never been to Leichhardt Stadium. That's a belter. You get a really good view of the footy wherever you are. Um, that was all sensational, but but you're right. That that first fifty minutes was a slog, um, and um, it's going to sound like a winch because I, I had a brilliant time. I loved it. I love being at live rugby. I want to see more of it. Um, but the stoppages in person. Oh, yeah. They're a bit. It's been a while where I've sort of been disguised with the commentary with your phone to scroll through the warmth, um, the warmth of the heating yeah. of your house. <laughs> It's. It was. I don't know if that game was an anomaly, but mate, those trainers were on the field more than the players. Mm. Um, yeah. It, uh, oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we don't want to sound too pessimistic. The other thing is about that. We could run a train on players that probably didn't quite execute. I think the Tars felt the pressure of being favourites against a team they should have beaten and, and just crumbled. Unfortunately, they seem to play better when they're underdogs when they got nothing to fear. Um, um, but the it, yeah, whole it was, round was was topsy turvy, though. I mm. think it was it was a real uh, leave everything in the sheds for the final across mm. the board. It was a really it was a really strange round of rugby, but mm. awesome to see the Rebels and Forts get up. Yeah, I think we would be remiss of us not to mention that. You know, the fact that the that all the Kiwi, all the uh, Aussie teams now, bar one, which will remain nameless, have actually beaten the Kiwi side now, which is uh, which is awesome. Which team is that, Blake? I know it's your favourite team. Still hope, mate. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Crusaders in uh, in, in Christchurch. Are you true? Oh, after losing that. last week, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Look, the, the plan for this week's podcast. We're not going to go into the games last week because we're a little bit late. This probably won't get out until sometime on Thursday. Um, so no one wants to relive last week. Mm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna jump in, talk about the finals. But what what I thought we'd do, Richard, uh, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. You have to do it off your head. I've got Jim's here. Jeez. Um, I thought at the end of the regular season, uh, based on everything that we know, um, let's have a go. Which is lots, picking, by the way. Which is lots. Yeah, oh, we mate, we know everything. Let's have a go at picking um, a Wallaby team based what's on everything the, that you've seen. What's the, what's the rules, please? Is everybody fit, or is everybody? Are we based on the condition of the players right this moment? Everybody's in time? fit. You're allowed three players from international. Everyone in Australian rugby is fit. Um, but I, I've cheated, Richard. I've got a little bit bored today, having some some downtime on the throne. 
doing a big poo. Uh, and I, That's pretty shit, man. Uh, and I typed up a team. Um, and, and wait, a actually a little- wait a minute, you, you throw it to me unprepared, whereas you actually have a typed up version. Yeah, precious on, mate. You're in trouble. I typed up a team. I typed up a 23. And then I actually typed up my next 15. Um, How long were you on the toilet for? 23. Mate, I've had, I've had some tummy troubles lately. All right. Okay, fair enough. We can go into it. No, no, no. It's all right, mate. Again. Um and so then I typed up an X15, which was actually really, really easy to do. Um, and I think it, that's my Australia A team. I won't bore anyone with that this week, but it's a bloody good team. Um, there's a lot of depth, right? That's 38 players. Um, and, and, Richard, the poop continued. It continued to go on. And I did notable outsiders. Um, and I, I still got another 12 players that I would happily so he appeared in a Wallaby squad. So that got me not great. So can I just say right 23 now, plus 15 plus 12 got me to 50. And I thought there are there are genuinely right now in Australian rugby, um, domestically, I think I've got two internationals in here, 50 quality rugby players. So um, you which are, I thought you your favorite thing. How good's that? So your favourites? No, no, no. no. Your favourites. If you've got fifty quality international rugby players, you're, then if you don't win the England series three 0 then it's a failure, isn't it? Oh, you're doing the England thing. We're doing that again. The point well, I wanted you know. to make. The no, no, point no, I got... wanted to make. We'll get back to England. The point <laughs> I was getting to before you you tried to go in as underdogs and you know that whole thing. Um, the point I was trying to make was it really did strengthen the argument that you know the three team Super Rugby setup. 50 players, that's 45 running on, a couple of five injuries. You know, that, that's where we were when, when Australian rugby was strong. That's what we have the talent for. Yeah, but you could argue, um, though, the counter-argument to that is you now have 50 players as a result of a greater amount of players being given the opportunity to play in a super rugby competition. Yeah, not, not many of these are from two of the teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. The Rebels must have quite a few. Uh, no, they do. They've got a couple. But, yeah, look, perhaps. But it did make me think that, you know, 50 good players is fucking awesome picking a Wallaby team. It's a great spot to come from. But it's not great when you need five super rugby teams with, you know, let's be frank, COVID and injury squads of 40. You need 200 players. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, I dare say the next 50 wouldn't look too strong. That's the point I was trying to make. Oh, and I, actually right. don't th- I don't think 50 is a lot. No, no. If it look, it depends what 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 the barometer is. What's the yardstick of what determines a quality footballer? If you're happy to have 50 players pulling on a Wallaby jersey, that's probably a greater amount than what there has been in in previous years. So you probably should be at least looking for the positive from that point of view, um, rather than looking at it negatively. No. Yeah, sure. Let's run with that, and I'm excited. It actually makes me quite excited for the Australia A setup. Mm. Because um, we'll get to see some of these outsiders get in and have a run. Sh- shall we get into it then? Um, I'll lead with the the front row, and then you can lead with the second row, and we'll bounce around like that, eh? Yep. Sure. So my my front row is um, Bell Parecki Tupo, um, and I could understand some people might want the old guard of Slipper and Alatoa. Um, I'm happy. With those two on the bench, absolutely. But they're not dominant at scrum time. Bell and Tupo are absolutely dominant. Um, I've never liked the argument that Tupo needs to be on the bench. I think that's absurd. I think Bell and Tupo are a no-brainer 
Um, and Parecki for me at hooker, it's tricky. It's really tricky. Um, there's, he doesn't have the runs on the board, but there's not a lot of competition. Um, so it's between him and Flowerfying, yeah, but I think he's better at set pace. So I went with Parecki. I've got Jim's here as well. He's going Paddy Ryan. Um, he's going Andrew Reddy. Uh, and for the other prop, he has gone holes. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Interesting um, choices. Uh, it's a shame he he's not here to justify his selection because I'm sure he would have a, a raft of statistics and, and obviously personal judgments to go with it. So it's a real shame. We we mm. do miss you, Jim. Uh, if you could come back next week and let us know how you feel, that'd be awesome. Um, Mike, one question to you would be, and I understand why you picked that team, but do you think that the the Wallabies would benefit from one of those um, those props? Um, being a substitute, either one, because they're such an, an outstanding ball carrier. So they're not only a great scrummager, but they're also a ball carrier. So if one of them comes on at the 60-minute mark, um, at least they give that extra little bit of uh, go forward. Rather than if you think about the replacements that are coming on, you know, they're, they're not as dynamic. So at least if you split the dynamism, then that might be a greater benefit. Um, at a yeah, loss- look, I understand the argument. I, I just... Who would England or, or New Zealand or South Africa or Argentina, say you pick, want to face um, for 60 minutes? Who would they not want to face for 60 minutes? And it's not these blokes. So mm. the longer I can have Bell and Turpo on the field, um, that's a win for me. I understand the argument, value off the bench and stuff like that. I want my best players starting. Um, the game could be gone by then. And, and I think genuinely um, they could dominate some scrums mm. that front row. Um, and we've seen the value of teams who can win, dominate set pace um, in this Super Rugby season. Who's your front three, Richard? Yeah, and actually, and this is going to sound a, 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 for this part, I actually agree with you too, with, with Bell, uh, Parecki, and Tupac. I think, um, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, I agree with your point. I don't think Parecki is an international class um, hooker. No, he's, not, he's not there yet, is he? No, but he's the, he's the form one at the moment. Um, if you look at all of the the other players that are actually running on for their teams, um, there's no consistency about it. I, the safe option is is Flafainga, but again, um, I think we need to re- reward Parecki for his form at the moment. I do I have agree to ask. Entirely. I do have to ask though. It'd be interesting to see who the the two bench players are. They're obviously the coming up. Whether it's Sio Alalata, whether it's Slipper, it'd be interesting to see the makeup of that bench because that will be interesting to see whether they're valuing set piece or. So for me, mate, because it was poo thoughts, Richard, I've picked the straight Brumby back uh, three, Slipper, Alatoa, and Fanga. Would you, could you argue? Scrummaging and set piece. And I I think the combination too. Could you argue because of the looseness of the game that actually Lonergan is a better option off the bench than Falafanga? I don't. Look, I think he's dynamic and he'll have those breakout moments. I just don't think he's big enough for it. Yeah. I really don't. International rugby, you know, th- that's why someone like Ulysses interests me more because he's a big unit. Mm. Um, he's just never done it on the field. All mm. right, talk to me. Second row, Richard, and then I'll uh, tell you Jim's and I'll tell you mine. <laughs> and do you know what? I'm, I mean, I'm excited to, sit, to listen to Jim's, if I'm honest. Uh, for me, um, I to- thinking about this, I'm toyed between a couple of players here. I think the person that I would like to see for set piece 
it's not maybe necessarily I've got you've got two ball carriers up front, but for the command of the set piece, I think um, Isaac Rodder, I think is one of the second rows. I think is a good option. I think he's a workhorse around the pitch in terms of breakdown work um, and calling that set piece and getting up. I think particularly with the, the potential. Uh, makeup of that back row. I think having that extra line out option is is important. And I'd also add add Swain in there as well. I think he'd be the uh, Richard. The this is a problem. It's going to be a really boring podcast because it's exactly what I think. So we'll cut we'll cut the chase because I agree with you. It's tricky though. I think um, this season we've had a crap ton of second rowers step up. Um, which has been great. Jed Holloway's been sensational. Well, that was the one I was talking about. Like, I find it hard because he's had a great season. You know, he, it's been a real evolution of him, but he's still a, he's like a, a five and a half. He's not quite, he's not quite a second row. He's not right, quite right a back rower at international level. I think he's a good second row for super rugby, but that leap to, to international rugby is, is a big one. Yeah, Australia raised the setup. I reckon you want to see him in. Mm. How's he go there? And then Philip, obviously, is an absolute no-brainer. He was very close to it for me. Um, and then yep. even Neville's had a, a, a cracking season yep. uh, for the Brumbies and does the set piece. There's been blokes in it. And then Frost, I'd, I'd not want him too far away from the squad learning his craft. But I'm with you. I'm with you, Rodder and Swain. Jim's are interesting. Oh, really? Here you go uh, for yeah, yeah, he's um, parachuted Hannigan straight back in. Oh, really? Yeah, he's gone for Teddy Flanagan. Um, and Salakai Lotto has pulled him out of club rugby. Can't even make really? the red squad, but he's Jim has got him. Um, I don't know if that counts as one of his internationals. I'm not sure. Well, I know he's a huge uh, Sinclair fan as well, so I'm surprised maybe he didn't choose him in that situation. Oh, he's too, got him but... at six. Got Sinclair at six. Oh, all right. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, thanks, Jim. So, thanks. Yeah, so Jim's team so far, we've got Ryan, Reddy, uh, Holes, Hannigan, and Stolokoloto, and then Sinclair at six. Spoiler alert. Do you know what? I just, I just, I just miss his point of difference. Him being here, you know, like we're we're agreeing. Just where, where are you, man? I, I, I don't disagree for the sake of Richard. If we agree, we agree. It is what it is. So my back row, uh, probably no surprise. I championed this back row for a while because I like it. Hooper at seven. Um, Wilson um, at eight. Valentini at six. Uh, Wilson and Valentini interchangeable for me. Whoever prefers eight, I don't know the ins and outs of that shit. Um, but they can all jump. Don't. Wilson's Wilson's good enough in the line out. Um, I like all three of them. Um, Valentini and Hooper pick himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brummies are going to miss Valentini this weekend. So I think Wilson's the, the contestable one, and, and I can see an argument for other players. But um, that's the three that I'd like to see. I'd love to see him play. Uh, for a bunch of weeks in a row, we always chop and change that one spot. Um, so yeah, that's my back row. How about you? Yeah, I I would agree on two of them. I don't agree with your summation that Harry Wilson is the questionable one. Um, I think moving forward, uh, Valentini is going to turn into your number eight for a long term, uh, for in the long term. Um, and obviously Michael Hooper at seven, and it then becomes six becomes the option. Um, unfortunately, I don't think anyone's really stepped up to the plate, you know, with injuries this year as well. Um, so there's no six that jumps out to me that says, other than Sinclair, there's no uh, six that jumps out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm pick me, pick me. Even if it's, you know, you moved it around and had uh, Samu in there, or if you uh, had uh, Will Harris in there, he's been playing six recently. He's gone off the boil a little bit. Um, even if you put Fraser McWright and he's a natural seven and it loses its balance, 
too many players have chopped and changed for that Reds team where it's Uru is not eligible or uh, Angus Young. So I think by a process of elimination, I think it has to be the back row that, that you stated because Cupboard, no one else is really, in my mind, jumped up and said, yep, that's definitely my spot now done. So we are in total agreement for the forward Shit, pack. This is this is this is not good, man. This is not. This I think is, we, this is not this, good, and, and um, this is terrible. This is absolutely it can't terrible. Be, it can't be entertaining listening. I can tell you that much. No, um, but it does say something though that they might, um, you know, they might be the standout eight from our perspective, or maybe we live in an echo chamber, Richard. Yeah, maybe I think so. Uh, I'm going to start. We don't have any other mates. All right. Nobody needs um, to know. Nobody needs to know that, man. Come on. Uh, now I've got Jim six and eight. Um, obviously Sinclair was six, um, and he's gone for the big. And this is a weird shout because I don't think he's played since about round six. The big boy at the Rebels, Ione, at eight. Oh, okay. Um, so it's an odd choice to pluck him out, though. I don't have his seven here. Do you? Do you know Jim seven, Richard? Um, I think he went Jerome Brown. I think that was his captain, actually. It was, was wasn't it? That's why there was a C next to it. I couldn't read his handwriting. Yes. Um, so that's an interesting eight Jim's put together there. Uh, yeah, it's it's challenging the norm. Um, and I like that about Jim. He's always thinking outside the box, you know. And imagine what, the culture in that team. Oh, mate, they're all taking some ownership, you know. I think it's so important. Pete, talking to people who take ownership and take responsibility is my, uh, is my uh, nine and ten combination. Okay. Talk to me. Um, okay. So to, to me, it is it all dependent on the style of play that you want to play? And I think playing England. What style do you want to play? So playing England, I think you need to be smart. Okay. And how you want to play. So international rugby, I think you have to have a nine who's able to kick, kick long, kick quarters. This is a problem. <laughs> okay. And I think you need to have a nine that comes off the bench who's potentially passing is not that great, but is a little bit more electric, can go around the fringes when. Um, when obviously teams are tired, so challenge that uh, those posts around the edge. So for me, White is the starting nine and Tate comes off the bench. Um, I want to give a mention to Jake Gordon, though. I think he is did a push um, the, those two real hard because I think he has made a big jump, or maybe not necessarily jump, but got back to a level that what he was before last year with injuries and everything. He didn't quite perform at that level. Um And I, I, think- I agree with all of your summation of number nine there, and then you've even got um, Lonigan at the Brumbies to, mm. as, as fourth. It's it's nice. Good mm. stock. Um, this one I think we're actually going to disagree on. Um, Muddy hard fly half. There is no clear candidate because James O'Connor won't play two weeks in a row. The saviour, Quaid. Um, it's hard to comment on, isn't it? Because you don't see a lot of him. So who have you picked, Richard? Um, so I've actually picked Lola Seo. Um, you know, we talked about this a year ago or whenever it was, and I said, look, we need to stick stick with him, blah, blah, blah. And then, then you two shot me down quite rightly because Quaid came in and played very, very well. Uh, but I just feel like he is going to be more confident in the role that he's going to be provided in that team. With the midfield that I'm thinking about selecting, I think that that helps him out in the way that you want him to play. If we play, if the Wallabies play off nine a little bit more with the kicking game and the centre partnership, which I'm going to talk about, I think Lolosio is the option because I think the forwards that we picked are going to get more front football uh, in an England series than what potentially they might against a South Africa or a New Zealand. So for me, 
I think Lolisio and White. Again, the Brumbies halfback, uh, the Brumbies combination would also work. Yeah, so. I, lo- I like the combination shout, and I, I think actually Lolisio's had a really strong second half of the season. Yeah. Um, and evidence um, of that is whenever he's away, the Brumbies suck. Yeah. Um, that they've needed him. So I've got him on the bench because um, I still think you want to ease him into that. Um, and 10 was honestly, it was a coin toss, right? You're either sending SOS out to Quaid and, and, and you know, give Lollasio and Edmed another year, um, another year to, to get ready for the international stage, um, or you hang on to O'Connor while you give those boys another year. Because um, I think the Lollasio Edmed is going to be a fascinating um, arrival of two eventually class 10s. Mm. Uh, but I've gone for O'Connor. Um, in the interim, um, and obviously that's contingent on fitness in the real world. Um, I know I don't have the combination, uh, but I just think they've played enough footy together. International, exactly, international footage. rugby. Let's get let's get an international experienced bloke in there uh, running the ship, um, and then work Lolisio back into the team. It did really hurt me not to be quite, but-, uh, but I don't know how you. He's obviously played very well in Japan. He's teamed him well, and he's training over in the US at the moment. Um, I'd I'd love to see him back. I'm a fanboy. It'd, it'd get me behind the papers. Um, but I just I couldn't pick him because I haven't seen. What he's my only up my to. only worry is you, to use your terminology. You said work him back in. How do you work him back in? I don't like having a ten on the bench and coming on with fifteen to go or whatever. He only covers one position. Um, it was yeah. a twelve growing up though. Yeah, also, but. Yeah? Uh, it's been a long time since he's played exactly. at this Exactly. Uh, so I feel like you either need to throw him in at 10, okay, and put James O'Connor on the bench because James O'Connor can cover multiple positions um, rather than the other way around. Um, I'll I take just, your argument, but I, I feel more confident with O'Connor running on there. Well, that's um, outrageous. So we man. finally disagree. We it's finally okay. disagree. I, to be um, fair, to be fair, um, Jim's one is... Very questionable, though. Yeah. Who's he going for again? I, I just I don't even know whether we could actually even say it out loud. Like, because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just really surprising um, that, that he's made this choice. Like, he's actually cho- chosen Jake McIntyre from the force. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, because Jake McIntyre from the force, it's in, his centres are even more interesting for me. Um, oh, yeah? Ma- McIntyre at the force is the first time Jim's lost me. I was with him with his pack. Um, I was with him with his pack. Were you? Were you? Yeah, yeah. Even, you? Pal- even Pal at halfback. Um, I thought he was onto something there. Um, you know, big look good in his hundredth. Um, but McIntyre at 10 has shocked me from Jim. Mm. I just don't think he's played enough minutes this year. But, no, I don't think but, so either. But there you go. Jim's half combination is Joe Powell and Jake McIntyre. Yeah. Um, so there it is. There what a half. What a half combination. Um, all right. Centres. Look. I've said you can have two internationals. I think we're all bringing Samo Karevi back into 12, right? Yeah, and I think that's why um, talking about getting a lot of CO in, I think having Karevi, and, that's, and I know you're shit on me again for saying this, and I said this before, Quaid was made to look better uh, because he had Karevi outside him. And I just think Lolasio will, will look better 
exponentially better because he could just shovel it to Karevi and Karevi get each meters for days. So I just think that will help us here, but I think I'll definitely be getting Karevi back in there. And if he does the rumor mill, talk of the turn said he's going to go to the Brumbies anyway. What a that will be. <laughs> we, that, I think we started that rumor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but if you think uh, about it. Yeah, you go. Um, and I think if you had that, uh, that will help help him a lot. So um, you pick your 13 and I'll tell you that I disagree with you. Yeah, 13 was um, was was really tough. There's a lot of form. I think Paisami, you know, I think the world of him. I actually think he's a 12, not a 13, though. Yep. Um, so he was sort of out of the conversation. And then there's two other blokes in sensational form. Um, you could tell him Parise um, and... I'm so tempted to go Parise. I think he's a little bit more dynamic than Iketau. Um, but Iketau's defence, knowing that Karevi's had a few issues with defence in the past, um, just Iketau's a, a defence general. Um, so I've got Iketau 13. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Who have you got? I, I went Parise. Yeah, I, look, it's, there's I think, methods I think, to my madness. You'll see in a moment. I, I think um, I think it's just that that that's X, you know it's, it's X factor. Um, you watch the fact that uh, how he's played for the Tars this year. Um, he's taken the ball on his back foot. He's been you know the team's going backwards, and he's been able to to actually go forward and, and give the give the, the Tars a platform. I hear what you're saying. You know, they uh, they both like a big hit, try to go out, and that could lead to dog legs and potential breakdowns in in that defensive line. I get it. Um, but I'm purely looking from an, an attacking uh, brilliance point of view, and he's been he's been outstanding, really. You know, he's made lots of clean breaks this year, just looking at the stats, beaten 40 defenders, lots of try assists, offloads. I think he's quite – I think he's had an outstanding year. Um, look, at. Hard to argue because I wrestled on it. All right. Yeah. Talk me through your back three. Oh, geez. Also tough. There's, there's um, wings an interesting one. There's lots of talent, so, but there's not a lot of players playing that well there. So I would say, first of all, on the left wing, um, bring it back. Oh, sorry, Carabini. we didn't do gym centres. Sorry. We didn't do gym centres. Oh. Um, and, and do you know why I forgot? Because I've never seen him. He hadn't used him at 13. So I think, say, I, think, think, I think the silence says everything. Then just just, just be. So he's had Newsom at thirteen. So I, obviously I didn't see him. So um, obviously in- easy to miss. And it was nice of him. Um, he's he's brought back in, and you know, look, he's played fifty tests of the world. He's he's got Matt Tamura at twelve. Oh, I know he was tinkering between him and um, who else was he? T- he Illy. Did texted me the Illy other day, and, and he was he was. He was back on Stuart after saying some horrible things on this podcast. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I remember. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, that was it. Uh, so Jim's back line so far, just Joe Powell, Jake McIntyre, uh, then the centres are Tamua and, I don't know, I forgot the other bike's name. Newsom, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you went Newsom. I didn't know whether you were trying to be funny or not. The fact uh, that I was, was, I was, but then you uh, went silent and I freaked out. No. <laughs> Fair enough. No, that's where we are. Okay, awesome. Let's move failed, to the back. A failed joke. So who's your yeah. back three, Richard? Um, <clears throat> so I'm playing my um, overseas card again. If everyone's fit, available on that left wing. I think him not playing much or that's in, you know, I rephrase that, 
not playing for the Rebels much and not being in the conversation every time of, of seeing him. I think Corobetes stock has risen as a result of it. There's still issues. Oh, mate, he's won three uh, John Neal's medals in a row or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Stock I know. doesn't need to rise. Yeah, it can't get any higher. Yeah, there's still issues with it, with obviously lots of things, but um, I think he is a, he's he's one wing. Um, I think I mentioned last week, even though Tom Banks is is leaving um, to go and sign that multi-million deal in Japan, I feel he is the, in inverted commas, form fullback in terms of the Australian conference at the moment. I think there's potential in the future for Jock Campbell. Um, the Tars have moved too many around, um, and the Force and the Rebels um, obviously Reece have been a question. Come good. Reese Hodge has come good in the back yeah, of the season. I, I agree to a point, but I, I just feel like he's still he still doesn't know his position well enough and his craft well enough. Uh, but I think the other winger on the other side, as much as he's maybe not shown it, he hasn't scored as many tries. I think that's as a result of the team play around him. Um, but I think runs on the board, to use the cricket analogy, I think Callaway has to be on the other wing. And I think moving forward, you've got the the... The, the, a nice mixture of different styles of play in that back three, really. My only worry would be playing against an England team, you know, is the, is the high ball. They're all pretty questionable on it uh, and also uh, returns from kicks. But I think being really objective, they're the best back three at the moment. But special mention to Tom Wright. He's been in top form for the Brumbies this year as well. Uh, but that's the back three that I'd choose. Um, mate, imagine Corabetti, Karevi and Parise in the same back line. And even Bellin, but even a lot of X factor, mate. No, even Bellin, even oh, I was just front, to say, yeah. Bellin, Tupo up front. If Wilson gets his act together as well, and Valentini, it's a lot of X factor carrying yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's Absolutely. been a while since the Wallaby teams had the, that. The only thing would be, and I agree with everything you just said, but um, we've got to be careful that, or you guys are going to be careful that you don't fan out too much Wee. to try and be a. I know that was a Freudian slip. Uh, we don't. The the team does it. They get those. Oh, there he goes again. I know. Doesn't fan out too much, um, and then for the dirty work or the guys getting over the ball, whether it's you know anyone whoever's closest, they forget to do those simple things right um, and focus on being a ball carrier. So we just yeah, got to be. You got the Polish immigrant. You got Hooper. You got Rodder. You got Swain. You got. Sorry, what did you just say? The Polish immigrant. <laughs> Parecki. Um, okay, who's your back three, mate? My back three, um, I'm with you on the Corabetti shout. We've got to get him home. Um, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, look, I, everyone's hot in Callaway in this country, um, so people are going to burn me at the stake for not going Callaway. Uh, but I've gone Parise on the other wing. That's outrageous position. All of the reasons you've had him. Mate, he was that's a winger growing up. He was a winger in rugby league. Um, Are you trying to compare playing wing in rugby league? It's the same as playing wing in the union. He's, he's played a lot of wing in rugby union before he went to league. He was a wing for the Reds. Um, Can I just say, if I'm England, I'm kicking that side, mate. I'm kicking his side and I'm getting the ball get, in behind him. Go for it, mate. Parise's been a wing a lot of his career. Oh, I'd have all the confidence in the world him play on the wing. Um, so I've gone Parise on the wing for all of the reasons you've stated. Um, before, but I get the added benefit of Vicatel's defence centre. Um, so that way I get to keep him in my team and I've got Corbetti and Parise on the wing. Oh, stop it. It's exciting. Um, notable mention to Wright, who I would definitely have on the bench because he can cover wing and fullback. You're just, you're um, just repeating what I'm saying now, man. Like, seriously, you got to can't come up with anything you, your own, yourself? Uh, 15, tricky. Um, for, but for all of the reasons you said, I'm with you on Tom Banks. 
Um, I would love to go Pattaya. I really, really would. I think he's the future there. We just haven't seen it. We haven't seen the body of work. He's, uh, I'd have him Australia A15 um, so we can see him play there. Um, so I'm Banks at fullback. Um, so that would be that would be my back line. I think just finishing off on um, on Pattaya, I think um, you're right. There isn't a body of work. And unfortunately, the body of work that we do have still suggests that there is too many mistakes in his arsenal at the moment. And unfortunately, it is to national level. You live and die by the execution. And as much as I think he is an incredibly talented player, he's not quite there yet in an international level. And he needs to continue to learn his craft at Super Rugby. Yeah, the victim of not getting picked in the same position um, mm, and the victim of true. being the world's most injured bloke on earth. Um, mm. All right. Well, uh, and, and notable mention to Vinavalu in the back three, who obviously doesn't have the runs on the board, mm. uh, but I'm confident if he sticks with rugby, he'll have a mortgage on one of those wing spots. Mm. Uh, within The two. operative word is just if. No, that's if, the thing. If. Yeah, exactly. But I think the talent's there. Um, well, just a quick few then, because we uh, said about our front row bench, Mm-hmm. Um, second rower on the bench. Would you bring anyone back from overseas? Would you blood someone young? Who's your second rower on the bench, Richard? Oh, I think I, I, I quite like. I don't. I don't think I'd blood someone too young because I think just that uh, that team. You know, obviously international level is very competitive, and particularly against an England side who will go hard. Uh, that option. I think we just need to be mindful. You guys need to be mindful of that, um, you know, for that. So if you think about Angus Blythe or others like that, I think it's just a little bit too soon. Um, I like you, your idea of um, uh, a Frost because he's the young guy, but not quite yet. So maybe a Neville. Um, but even Phillip a Hollow for me, isn't it? Yeah, I think it would come down to Philip. Yeah, yeah, me too. The only other option was do you bring Skelton back from France? He'd be blind right now. No, man. Um, no, I think he showed he didn't show enough in when he played over, didn't he play for the Wallabies last year in the over, over there? I don't think he showed enough, really. Yeah, I, I agree, but I wouldn't hate it, wouldn't mm. hate it just for the fanfare. Um, all right, and who's your back row forward on the bench? Well, I'll lead this one because you did the last one then. I, I was really tempted with Leona for his size. Mm-hmm. Um, just a big body coming on with 20 to go. Um, I think is is huge in international rugby. I was really tempted with Mick Wright um, because his work over the ball, he needs to play minutes for Australia, right? He's the incumbent when we Michael Hooper eventually calls it a day. Um but, you know, you're not taking Michael Hooper off the field. So I couldn't really, you know, put up so putting a pill You basically go for Will Harris. I was tempted with yeah? Gamble. I was tempted with Gamble. Um, and I know, I don't know if you know if he qualifies yet, because I think he's a bit of a Michael Hooper, best of both worlds. He's mm. over the ball, but he's big enough to carry and tackle. Um, and he's been that bloody good. Um, Harris, I, don't, I haven't seen the body of work. Um, he's just so handsome, he's so respectful, and he's so good off the bench. Um, always, for some reason, Pete Samo. So I've just gone with Samo for stability. Uh, you just It's just because he's got a tucked-in shirt, man, isn't it? It's yeah. largely for the tucked-in shirt. Mm. It's largely for that. Um, but I've I like, got Samo there. 
I, I like Will Harris as a, a coming off. He can pack that at six uh, and eight. Um, I know he's not got the body of work, but I think he's had a good season. He's tailed off a little bit as the season's gone on. I think that's just, you know, as a result of a first real full season. But um, I like Will Harris as, as an option, really covers a couple of positions. Um, but I don't dislike Pete Simon as, a, as an option. Yeah, I just I trust Pete Simon, you know, six, seven, or eight. It's largely the tucked in shirt. Mm. Hey, we never did Jim's back three. I don't think it's because they were worthy enough to mention their names. No, in this I forum. think you're being a bit harsh. I think his team's going to be competitive. <laughs> all right, all right. Go on then, um, tell me. Tell me who is he got. So, no, no, who did he have again? Yeah, oh, right. So you're, you're telling it to me. You're asking me. Hang on, let me just go through the text message. You, Hang check, on. you check your notes. Uh, all right. Is it in the? It's in the WhatsApp group, I think. Yeah, you're it fine. is. It is. Yep, that's where it is. All right. Um, so he's got. Um, hang, hang on, that doesn't make sense. He's got Matele. Uh, Matele, uh, Manasa Matele. He's not even. He's not even Wallaby. No, we can't have him. And he's, no, wait, what's he doing, man? It's not even. It's not even Wallaby qualified. What's he doing? He's, he's confused it there. He's got Dow Gunner on one. Ah, uh, um, so you you've checked the messages too, yeah? I have. I just checked them then, but they've closed again on me. Um, uh, so he's, got, he's gone down good on one, which is, which you know, off the form a couple of years ago, I could have seen it, but this year it's odd. And he's got a, and he, he's also got an ineligible player on the other wing. Jim, come on, man, you're better than that. Come on, that's yeah. just la- that's just lazy journalism, mate. Come on, it's and a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah and who's who's the fullback? He's got. He's got um, Crichton. Is that Crichton? He's got in there. Out of position. Harsh. Hudson Crichton out of position. What are you doing, man? That's just ridiculous. So that's Jim's fifteen. Wow! So if you could feel free to tweet that to him. Um, just put it on Instagram. Just let us let him know. Put his team together. See see what people see what people think. You know? um, well, Richard, I think we agreed a bit too much with that Wallaby team, but maybe that's good things that there's um, clearly players in form um, in positions. Tell you what, it instills me with a lot of confidence. So your favourites. Again, we're not doing this. I haven't looked at the English favorite, Your favourites, mate. All right, well, favourites. We're going to destroy England and I'm going to love every minute of it. Oh, awesome. Good luck with that, mate. I'm glad you finally admitted it because then if you, as, as favourites, if you lose, it will hurt even more, yeah? If that's what you got to tell yourself. <laughs> um, all right, finals rugby, Richard. Finals yes, rugby. Um You know, and I like it. They've set the precedent. Attempted murder, you're still allowed to play. You know, that's what we're going for here. Um, So the first game in the bloodbath, Crusaders v. Reds. Um, And hopefully the team called Reds don't wear blue. Uh, That would be helpful. And the other team wear red. Um, Same thing happened in the blues. Very strange. Would be confusing. Uh, But Crusaders, Reds. Can I just say, say, it's not that hard, mate. (laughs) They're the away team, man. Come on, it's not hard. That's right. crazy. You're not colorblind, mate. Let's go. Status uh, Reds. Yeah, it's the only team, Wallaby team that, sorry, Wallaby, the only Aussie team that hasn't um, beaten a Kiwi team. Absolutely, they're going to lose on the weekend. I'm sorry, Reds fans. Apologies. Um, and even with the line that is. Uh, I don't even know what it is, but if even if the light, I'd give the Crusaders a bit of a head start. Look, they played last weekend, and I actually think the uh, the Reds punched well above their weight. I thought they actually played quite well last weekend, the Reds. Mm. Um, and yet they still lost. 
Quite convincingly. Um, and I think it'll be worse this weekend. Um, unfortunately, I just, there's too many injuries in that team. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. We just cut to the chase. Is a strange one. Can we just cut to the chase here a second? Every home team, every home team wins, right? Uh, Brumbies, Canes will be close. Brumbies have gone into this final losing, what, three games in a row? Hmm. They have not been playing well. They like they have dropped their bundle leading into this final series. Um, they looked awful. I think the thing is what you've got to say. They've lost. Weekend. They've lost three in a row. But one was against Crusaders. One was against Blues. And yeah, okay, the Pacifica game. Excuse me, was an aberration. But a lot of teams would lose back to back against Crusaders, and then then the Blues. And it was a yeah, full strength Blues as well. Rolling into the finals, three losses, and then no Valentini and no Brown. Um, I don't. I, I w- I'm not a confident Brumbies fan. Um, oh, so, I bloody uh, hope they get it done. I reckon that one's a coin toss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, blues Highlanders, Blues. Forget it. Chiefs Tars. Um, Parise still not fit. It's going to hurt the Tars. Um, look, I, I believe in miracles, but I, I you know, it's going to be tough. I agree. What is a miracle, though, was that, and I have to give kudos to them, is a miracle that has been occurring in the Sevens program right now. And I think we really need to, well, obviously, we exalted the, the brilliance of the, the change of coaches this year and for the, for the teams to come around as world champions and to be World Series. I think we need to spend a few minutes just exalting the value of Sevens as a game, but also to congratulate the, the teams on their win. Yeah, mate, the, the women's team. Bloody winning the whole bloody thing. How good. What's annoyed me with it, though, the Rugby Sevens, is um, it's the lack of coverage here. Mm. Um, obviously, it's not part of the package with Stan for whatever reason. Um, you know, if you're not a diehard, it's hard to follow, and, and it's hard to find in the media as well mm. because um, what, what our girls' team has done is, is just absolutely sensational. And then the boys beating... Uh, a New Zealand side in the final for the first time in 20 years, I think, mm. if I heard correctly, um, to win the whole comp over in the UK. And then there's, what, one round left, and they're currently first on the board. Um, it's insane. And, and the highlights that I've seen, but I'm just not across it, right? So I'm, ju- I'm just speaking about it as a well, proud Australian fan who watches the highlights and thinks that's fucking sensational, hmm. but I just don't really know what's doing, and and it's disappointing because I'd love to I'd love to be more across it. Well, you're right. Just to go back to the, the men's, there's there is one more round to go. There's the Los, Los Angeles round, and there's two points in it. South Africa are at the top of the table, and the, and the Aussie the Aussie men are, are second. Uh, but they are the I would say the form team at the moment. If you look at the last four rounds. Um, you know, finishing, I think, third twice and then winning, winning in London. Um, so I think whatever the result is in Ultimate Elite Sport, you want to be winning it, absolutely. But the the difference between, you know, previous years to now, it's very much like chalk and cheese. Um, and the women, obviously, mentioned the fact that they, they've won, you know, 20 points clear in the end. They didn't win the final round. But um, and some teams will say that New Zealand missed a few rounds, but we don't want to take the... Uh, uh, you know that away from the from the Aussie girls, you know to win four out of the the seven rounds I think it is or six rounds four out of the six rounds, um, you know massive massive and with only a hundred days to go to the Rugby World Cup um, at the fifteen aside, I think it's it's good news for the women for the women's game. 
Yeah, awesome, mate. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a frustrated Australian fan. That I wish I was more, more involved and more into it. Last time I got heaps into it, we were shit house. <laughs> and our women look like they're playing a different brand. Um, now we're the best in the world, and I can't watch it. Hmm. Um, well, come on then, Stan. Let's get uh, let's get it on there, shall we? Um, um, but uh, you, we do need to just on the, on the last point. You know, looking at, at stats, you do. You know, I love a, a, a good stat. We do need to say Charlotte um, Catholic has had an outstanding series in in the in the tournament and continues to be the, uh, the leader. But you know, Faith Faith Nathan as well has had a great um, series as well. So lots of talent, and as you say, we want to make sure that those names become household because they are at a genuinely Michael Hooper. David Pocock, Marika Corabetti, the sensational Wallabies we've seen in the last decade. Um, I'm going to call it, mate. The best Australian rugby player I've seen in the last decade is Catholic. Mm. Utterly dominant at every time I've ever watched her. Mm. Um, she is freaking off the charts. Good. Oh, her. absolutely. Um, and no. even she watched yeah, that brief stint in league during COVID and just ripped. Mm. The Roosters won it, no dramas. She is a special athlete and a special footballer. Yeah, um, all right, mate. Well, fun to chat rugby. Um, yep. Hopefully people enjoyed something different going through our Wallaby squads despite our lack of agreement. Um, I Lack of I'm disagreement? On my team. I'm pretty convinced on our eight, though. Um, I'm pretty convinced on our eight. I think the, the problems for the Wallabies are hooker. We struggle. Fly half. There's no clear answer. Um and yeah, look, I'm not my, my Parise shout. I understand most wouldn't agree with that on that wing. Callaway would be the incumbent, but there it is anyway. You don't care what anyone else thinks. It's your team. Mate. I yeah. don't give a fuck, Richard. Oh wow! And on that note, have a good week, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah.